Ladies and gentlemen, it is time again for Films of Fury. And as always, it is the Tamoon and Pumbaa of the podcasting world, bringing it right at you as always. I am your host, the 17% Prince of Podcasting, Sergeant Fury, and as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Evan McLeod. Evan! Yo, what's going on, everybody? How's everyone doing tonight in that podcasting world? Oh, and as always, you can find Films of Fury on Anchor.fm, Stitcher, you can find us on Google and wherever you get your fine-ass podcasts. And we have to start off. We're starting off hot out the gate. We're going to give you 45 minutes of ear-pounding fucking movie talk. Sorry. And, of course, I was about to say, and I'm going to hand over 30 seconds of it to Batman. (laughs) Hakuna Matata, this bitch. Hakuna Matata. So... Dude, it means everyone needs to worry about this podcast tonight. Mm. I've got nothing. I'm drinking my Fit Aid, and I'm I'm literally fucking salivating because the last time we talked, holy shit! Here we go. Let's just get right back deep into this bitch. We now know the name of the brand new. Ninth installment in the Skywalker Saga. The the ninth and final in the Skywalker Saga. It is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We got treated to the trailer last week. I haven't, dude. What'd you think? Right off the rip, first thoughts of the new trailer. I thought it was absolutely, positively the greatest thing I've seen ever. Um, Well, you know. I mean, there's a lot of great things that I see out there, but I mean, to be brutally honest, I called my shot back at, uh, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, not, not, not during the last movie, but, but I, I, I called, I called my shot. What, Madison? Yeah, just go, go get a snack. I don't care right now. Go. During The Force Awakens, I called my shot, and I'm going to continue to call my shot. Ben and Ray are either one of two things, brother and sister, and they are the Solo Twins, and it does end the Skywalker series because, guess what, everybody? They're not full-blood Skywalkers. They are Solos, and they will retain the name of Solo at the end of this movie. So it does end the story of the Skywalkers because they are Solos. That is what Disney came out and said. This ends the Skywalker story. But it begins the story of the Solos. Or she's Luke's daughter. But I still remain that they are the twins of Leia and Han. And the reason I say that, nothing more than the scene where she holds the blaster and Force Awakens, and Han looks at her and says, Jakku? And he knows right then and there, that is his daughter. So so your prediction, flat out, so, so we're jumping straight to predictions here. 
you know, um, why else? Well, I Luke have, Bez, I, ha- I have, in the last movie, Ben is shrouded by darkness the day he was born. What, who, what was shrouding the Luke and Leia when they were born? Darkness was shrouding them both. And that was Anakin and really wasn't Anakin. It was Palpatine, which I guess if you look at it, Palpatine, makes the surprise run in at the end of this trailer because first off the trailer was set up fucking beautifully because they gave you nothing but they gave you everything so let's do a rundown of this trailer okay ray has a reconstructed um anakin skywalker lightsaber like i a couple weeks ago a leaked picture hit uh instagram and I showed it to my girl, and I was like, it looks real. It looks legit. It looked like marketing um, photos, kind of like, um, you know, what, six months back, we got a glimpse of the Quantum Realm suits for Avengers Endgame, where it was real white, red, and black, and we were like, eh, it could be real. It could not be real. Well, it ended up fucking being real. And this ended up being real as well, because it looked like Ray had reconstructed Luke's slash Anakin's classic lightsaber. So the trailer starts off with her fucking running at Kylo Ren's TIE fighter with a fucking lightsaber going to fucking fight him in in what is apparently the most one-sided fucking fight in the history of Star Wars because who brings a fucking lightsaber to a TIE fighter, yo, battle? Now the question is, is that a dream sequence? Or is it a... Or is it the real thing? Yes. You know, this is the problem with predicting Star Wars movies. And we discovered this with The Last Jedi. You know, not so much Force Awakens. I went into Force Awakens with like a clean slate. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. All I know is that this dude's got Vader's head. But with Force, uh, The Last Jedi, so many fucking predictions were made by fans. And then all of those predictions were just shit right the fuck on by, you know, Ryan Johnson. But, so you have that. And then, of course, there is Luke's voiceover being like, you know, a thousand generations is now passed on to you. So, clearly we're going to get, you know, Force Ghost Luke. We do have Carrie Fisher returning in um, the form of cut scenes from the other movies that are now spliced into this one so that Carrie Fisher is not CGI. It's it's really her as Princess Leia. One of the most pimp scenes, of course, was fucking Lando Calrissian, Billy D. Williams, piloting the Millennium Falcon again, which is a, a throwback to what was said in Solo, a Star Wars uh, story, where it's like, you know, I'll get my shit back over my dead body. Well, congratulations, it just took Han Solo's kid to make that happen. But the real humdinger of it all is at the very end of the trailer, Luke looks up and you hear voiceover Luke being like, no one is really gone. And they're staring at what appears to be the remains of the Death Star 2. And then the screen goes black, you hear Palpatine's classic laugh, and then they do the Star Wars Rise of uh, Skywalker, which is... The fact that they're bringing Palpatine back is fucking balls. Balls. Now the question, awesome. the question is this, and, and I, I and I, I rise the question of this. So let's go back to episode two. Attack of the clones. Yup. 
is that the uh, scene where Anakin, Palpatine are talking about Manda, uh, Mandalorian, uh, the Metaclorians, or is that Episode Three, um, where he creates life? Right. Yeah. Okay, that would be Revenge of the Sith. That would be Episode okay, so Three. Revenge of the Sith. So yeah. let's let's rewind a little bit to Revenge of the Sith. He's talking about, um, uh, what you call it, uh. Darth Plagueis. Yep. Okay. And how Plagueis could survive anything. He he's the master manipulator, and he can he can live, and he can cheat death. Which he taught to his apprentice, who his apprentice ended up being Palpatine, who kills Plagueis. Yes, after he learns his secrets. Now the question is this: Is Plagueis Palpatine? Well, no, no. See, I know that there was going to be the speculation because I've already read some fan bullshit. And, and this this here comes, and we'll get into this in a second. Uh, let me start with your Palpatine thing. No, I believe Palpatine is Palpatine. I believe Darth Plagueis is Darth Plagueis because Palpatine was Darth Sidious, as we all fucking remember from the marketing and shit. Palpatine learned how to manipulate the dark side of the force because he learned it from Plagueis and then he fucking killed Plagueis. Uh, however, that fucking works because if... But we, how, how do you kill the well, person that's, that That's what death. I was going to say is that how do you kill the unkillable? I mean, fucking... But, but here's my question. All right, throw it. If, he, if, he's not, if he's unkillable, could, because he is the master manipulator, make his apprentice believe there's a way that he can't be killed, that he can be killed... Only to allow him to kill him, so he could harvest his young his young apprentice's body. Well, you know, there's there is that theory running around. I read one where Kylo Ren was actually Darth Plagueis. You know, I I'm going to shy away from uh, fan booking this movie because the Last Jedi, man. You know, let's just talk about the Last Jedi because we never have. What were your thoughts on the Last Jedi? When, uh, I love the Last Jedi. So did I, and I thought it was a very good movie. I just I didn't like the fact that there was a lot of questions from Force Awakens that they said in interviews would be answered, but none of them were answered. You know, it to... gave you fifty more questions on top of the questions you already had. But the one that still key remaining factor to me is they are brother and sister, and the reason it it's painted right there on the wall that they're brother and sister. It's painted. In Force Awakens, it's painted in um, well, Last Jedi, and it, you have to really pay attention and really connect the original trilogy, then the second trilogy, to really understand why. And they give it to you in in, in the Last Jedi. See, the only people that can communicate and visually see each other through the Force. Are the Skywalkers? No, well, okay, that we have seen. Okay, for first, there's, been, there's first, plenty of Jedi's and plenty of Jedi's in 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 the second set of trilogy. If they could talk through the Force, why are they sitting around a table with a hologram? Okay, that, for, that defeat like any argument you can bring to me. This is like me and Eric arguing about Batman. He's sitting there as a hologram, and even Palpatine cannot communicate to Vader. Via the Force, he has to see him as a hologram. Okay, so your valid argument, valid argument. So you're they saying are the that only it, ones. Vader sees Luke. Luke can see Vader, 
in the, in when they're in the force. Okay. Leia can feel every. They can feel everyone. They can feel everyone that is force sensitive to them. But even Luke can see Leia, and Leia can see Luke in a way that she does not feel Han. So what so, you're saying is, is that you're going to piss on the idea that Rey is a Kenobi. Because to I, me, the most telling thing that Rey was a Kenobi was the fact that it wasn't fucking Luke. It wasn't Anakin. It wasn't, um, you know, fucking Leia that was communicating with her, telling her to touch the lightsaber or speaking to her when she had touched the, the lightsaber. She also hears Yoda, too. Well, she, was no. she Yoda's bitch child, too? Well, fucking, I'm sorry. I honestly believe Obi-Wan Kenobi, she's a Kenobi. I will, she is a Skywalker and a Solo. I will if say she is, she is not a Luke's daughter, and the other reason is the way the way Leia acts towards her and after Han dies, that Leia hasn't even met her. She met her for 30 seconds. How are you going to go hug someone like they're your child when someone that they just met died? Okay. And yeah. then... And then it's not even that she hugs her first. She doesn't even hug Chewie like that. Oh. And Chewie spent his whole life with him. She hugs her like she's his daughter. Not to mention Ben, Kylo, when the mention of the girl on Jakku, he goes, what girl? He knows. And he's the only one outside of those two knows who she is. And he knows that's his sister. That is why she's a nobody. Am I the only one that, that I know this is going to sound really messed up. Am I the only one that gives zero fucks about, um, you know, Ray's lineage and cares more about, hey, is Finn Lando's son? <laughs> I think Finn's Lando's son. I, I, I am hand down. It's Lando's son. And I believe Lando is force. I believe he is force sensitive. You know, if, and I part of me thinks part of me thinks that. Those stormtroopers, all the stormtroopers are force sensitive and don't know it. He's the only one that figured it out. Yeah, and I I, they also show. I don't think it's a re. I you can't redeem Kylo Ren because he has no redeeming qualities. So for people to say say, oh, they're just retelling Return of the Jedi, even if he does become good, he is not a a redeemable character because he really. He has done nothing wrong. He's confused. He's a young boy, realistically, still like, you know, what? He's probably in what? His early 20s? Mid 20s? Theoretically? I'm not going to buy that shit. I'm not going to buy the fact that he does not have a redeemable. He is not. Listen, though. He doesn't have a quality where he has to be like Vader. And redeem himself. He was he was never Vader though. See the 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 comparisons between fucking Kylo Ren and Darth Vader end at the helmet. Okay, Luke, sorry, not Luke. Anakin Skywalker had redeeming qualities from the get go. What started his entire you know descent into the darkness was more or less his inability of being able to protect the people that he loved, starting with his mother. And then it was a sense of inability to control every element of things that he felt helpless over. But but the day day Ben is born, he's shrouded by darkness and manipulated from the get-go. He is a love-struck mama's boy, just like Anakin, 
loves his mother, and you can tell that the moment he has to fire on that ship that she's in, and he pulls up and won't fire on the ship. So he wants his mom. He's a boy that needs his mom, was torn away from his mom, probably very young, thinks his father abandoned him, didn't want anything to do with him, was sent to his uncle, who his uncle thought he was going to murder everybody. So his uncle comes in to kill him. And he freaks out and panics and hurts his uncle and runs to the one calling that is calling him, the one thing that is calling him, which I believe Luke, when bringing those children, like those Padawans to that specific temple, unleashed, because I believe under the temple where Luke is at, it's either the Darth Sidious' temple or it is Snoke's temple. And Snoke is not really... I still say Snoke was just a pawn to something bigger. Well, so Snoke is essentially the Dooku of the series, without the fact that Dooku was useful. Like, I don't want to sound... You know, I don't want to beat the the drum of... Oh, Snoke is the most useless character. Like, you created this new character, and you didn't do anything with him. Much like Darth Maul. At least Darth Maul has existed in... The Clone Wars and has existed in Rebels. You know, we've gotten the the continued story of Darth Maul via, you know, expansions on the universe. Snoke basically was where everyone thought, oh my God, is that Mace Windu? Oh my God, is that Palpatine? Which goes back to the whole toxic fanboy thing with, the you know, Ryan Johnson's um, Last Jedi. I don't think... That was a bad movie. I really thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Although I also enjoy samurai movies. So for me, it was a samurai movie. You know, it But the, here's one thing Star that Wars. people that I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was great. But the thing that people when if you really watch it and you point out to people, i.e., ready? One of the bit I think another scene in Last Last Jedi that says there's something more to the story than what's really going on. And this is why the whole Plagueis theory makes sense that Plagueis could have been Snoke and the, the body hopping makes sense. And this being, do you remember the scene, the moment after he dies, Ren is laying there on the ground after fighting with Ray, and the general walks in. What does he go to grab? The general goes to shoot him. No, he does not. Yes, he does. That is a gun. No, he does not. It is not a blaster. He turns his hand to grab a lightsaber. That is a gun. Okay. That is not a gun. This, this is this not, is a fucking I, argument. You, you and I have both shot guns. If you have a pistol on your hip, do you turn your hand like your towards your body? Do you turn your thumb and your index finger towards your body? That is a gun. He has a. It hip is not gun. a gun. It he is has not a blaster. It, it is, is a, blaster. a lightsaber. We're gonna dis- agree to disagree on this one. There's no, oh, there's no fucking right way now. that that little troll. They, they've given no indication whatsoever that fucking that little troll has any fucking sense of the force. If he did, do you think in your right mind that Kylo Ren would have fucking whipped him around that fucking walker like he did? Fuck no. Why? Fuck if you're no. if you're trying to plot against him, why are you gonna show him? And if there's a potential that he could be one of the Padawans, Ren doesn't like him for a reason. And they have not said why Ren does not like him. Kylo Ren does not like him. Ben does not like him. And there's a reason he doesn't like him. 
but they have not pushed why he doesn't like him. He doesn't. He and and Snoke Snoke made the comment about well, you got to keep something around to tie up loose ends. So and something along those lines. All right, so. I, I I am I am throwing on Netflix right now, and I'm gonna take a snapshot. All right. I'm going to send that, send that thing to you. Do, do your thing because it's I, a fucking blaster. It's a blaster. Okay. I'm telling you right now, you it's, shot a gun. It's I a shot blaster. a gun. You've had a pistol on your hip. Do you turn your thumb and your index finger towards your hip? I never had a, gun? I never had a pistol on my hip. I had it on my leg. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Regardless, do you reach down and grab it and pull up? Hey, <laughs> I grab a lot of things and pull up. So right. <laughs> I, I knew I was walking right into that. You one. fucking walked right into it. Fuck off. So this wasn't the only uh, awesome Disney uh, shit that dropped. Mandalorians uh, trailer behind the scenes dropped at Star Wars Con. So yep the the fucking Star Wars celebration um, going on Disney Plus. So yep six ninety nine six ninety nine six ninety nine. Are you out of your mind? fucking take my money already so you know you, you got the mandalorian which is going to be we need, we need to get we need to get royalties for oh, i mean yeah we fucking, gotta charge disney now for uh plugging no actually by saying disney's name they charge us um we have oh, to pay yeah, them now. <laughs> bastards good, good, good point on that one but, most likely every time we're paying them so we ended up getting another trailer last week um dude i know I know what you're thinking. And yes, I'm going to go in-depth into this one. The Lion King trailer dropped. Now, this year, one has already dropped. You got three more coming. You have D- Dumbo, which yeah, did, I haven't seen. did not I, make I heard, the splash I, I, that a I, lot I, of people thought it was. The, the elephant is the cutest thing in the world, and the, the little girl could have been way more... Like way better than what she was. You know, a lot of people. I think to to. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's like, you know, it's Dumbo. It's Dumbo. It's Dumbo was never one of my favorite movies, and it's Dumbo by Tim Burton with Michael Keaton. And I hate to say it, the only time people and, want to see Michael Keaton and Michael Tim Keaton. Burton together, along with Danny DeVito, is a Batman movie. Yeah, <laughs> like um, they even got Batman asked. Her, they even got asked during the press junkets. It's like, now that you guys are working together, can we get another Batman? And they both just laughed. It's like, that's not a no. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not a no. But so the Lion King trailer dropped. And the first trailer that dropped a couple weeks ago, you know, a couple months ago, it was very vague. They didn't really show a lot. In this one, we. Listen, got... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. I'm just going to skip right to my only issue with the movie so far. Throw me Scar. Scar. Okay, so what didn't you like about the look I of don't Scar? Like the voice. It's the voice. The fact that the real actor that did that voice is still alive and listening to him talk in, that, in, the, in the trailer, I'm just like. Ugh. Well, it seems like. Okay. So you I got... need something more sinister. You, you've got Don... Well, okay, you know, Jeremy Irons, still to this day, when you hear him talk, like, there's a reason he's Mandias in HBO's The Watchmen series. You know, he, there's a reason that he's the sarcastic, semi-drunk uh, Alfred Pennyworth. You know, he's he's got that voice, that very distinct, recognizable attitude where he's a villain. You hear his voice, and you don't hear good guy, you hear villain. And with this cast, I see what they were doing where I think the only 
I hate to say it, the only uh, Caucasian actors are John Oliver, who is Zazu. I think J- Seth Rogen is is Puma. Puma. Okay, and again, all the original cast is still alive. How do you not sign Whoopi Goldberg up? to play one of the hyenas. I can't answer this. Much like, you know, I'm sure there's going to be one or two people who are like, well, how come Matthew Broderick didn't come back? You know... The only the only actor that came back, the only actor that they... Needed. They, the only actor they offer. needed. Oh, I don't, they, I don't care. They needed... Like, you need Scar. Scar? You gave me Scar. I don't care about anyone else. I don't care about Matthew Broderick. I... I just feel that the top two people you needed for that movie, only one of them are there. I don't care about Zazu. I don't care about care about Timon or Puma. I mean, heck, I can like Timon. I mean, he's just a high-pitched, squealy, freaking meerkat. If I don't get high-pitched, squealy meerkat, we have a problem. But the re- reality is, Scar is one of the most iconic villain roles in history of Disney outside of like most of the queens and princess movies. He, he is, is one of the strongest male role like male villain roles. Well, you have to remember is that during that time frame, you got, you know, you got Gaston and you got Scar back to back as far as villain roles and Jafar, all three of those. And which, you know, I've already seen the trailers for Aladdin, and I think we've had this discussion. I have no interest in seeing Aladdin whatsoever. Um, you know, I want. I'm looking forward to seeing Aladdin. That's that's um, on I'm you just, because if I'm you want to sit on here, Bill Smith playing the genie and it, being blue, it, the one part that I am not sold on, the only part that I'm not sold on. If you want to sit here and bitch about Jeremy Irons not being Scar, I'm sorry. There was fucking decades worth of vocals that they could have done to bring Robin Williams back as this role and Disney literally turned Samuel L. Jackson fucking 25 years younger for Captain Marvel earlier this year. You mean to tell me they couldn't dump the money on Robin Williams' fucking genie coming back? The fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. Disney has got so much stupid money they could have given us that fucking character. (sighs) Uh, yeah, everyone wants to sigh at me. It's not like I hate fucking Will Smith. I, I'm more not sold on Jafar. I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, you know this. This is the a voice of Jafar is what doesn't sell me. Well, I mean, again, it's also a white dude that did the voice of both Scar and Jafar, and I see what they're doing. They're trying to actually not have it whitewashed like, like they did with the Prince of Persia. You know, Prince of Persia should not have been fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> you know, no. I, I hate to say it in the, that manner, but I mean I, that's why you've got Donald Glover coming in as, as Simba. That's why you got Beyonce as Nala. That's why you've got the actors that they've chosen, because which, which is great. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to knock on that. But at the same time, there are sometimes key voices to certain characters. And yes, that's your argument for G. And they could. They could have, and there was talk that they were going to. But I can pass on the genie as long as Will Smith knocks it out of the park. Which, let's, come on, I hate to say this the way I'm about to say it. Will Smith has had good movies, okay? But as of late, Will Smith has not had the, the best luck with picking 
fucking stellar films. And this is also you as much as we want to say it's a Will Smith movie, it's also a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. And you know, when the selling point is it's it's Hitch meets Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay, with Guy Ritchie. It's okay, well how are you gonna do this? At least with The Lion King, I know what I'm getting out of a John Farvero movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those deals. And of course, another knockout moment for Disney this week, Kevin Feige has said in a recent interview, because of course it's press time for uh, Avengers Endgame, Deadpool 3 is in the works with Disney and they are not changing shit. Yep. Now, they are not fucking with the Deadpool formula. They are not going to try and change any of the actors that they currently have, which means even if John... I mean, they already have one of them. <laughs> I mean, outside of signing Ryan Reynolds to a Disney contract. They already have one of them. <laughs> they already have Josh Brolin signed for his life. <laughs> it's like they pretty much have looked up and said, dude, thank you for being Thanos. You're You're the man. Can you stay around and be cable? (laughs) (laughs) I just need a cable and Thanos like face to face. I'm going to be honest with you. So (laughs) that's all I want. So what are your thoughts on this one? Because, you know, we've been, we've spoken extremely highly of Deadpool and the way that those movies were made. I don't think, I don't think it's, I think it's a great thing. I'm glad they're not going to, you know, they're not going to go and uh, pull a, and one of the greatest lines in Spider-Man history, back to formula. They're not. They're not going that route. You know, to me, I'm extremely happy for one person in this entire endeavor. Okay, Ryan Reynolds believed yep. in the role. Ryan Reynolds fought for the role, and Ryan Reynolds has made two phenomenal movies with this character. And the cool part about it is, is that, uh, you know, in order to make a diamond, you need a piece of coal and a lot of fucking pressure. And that's what Deadpool 1 and Deadpool 2 were. And I know a lot of people were like, yeah, Deadpool 2 was good. Deadpool 2 was a rated R Marvel Studios movie. That was a tester. If you want to look at it from a certain perspective, that was very much a, a, a test run to see if they could do what they needed to do. The cool part about 20th Century Fox now being owned by Marvel Studios is the watered-down storyline of, you know, Cable's backstory can now be explained because time is no longer linear in Marvel Studios. They don't have to worry about time jumping and all that other shit because guess what? They're about to fucking do it in a couple weeks with Endgame. That is correct. So it looks to me like they've already also said that you weren't going to see an X-Men movie in or any X-Men characters with probably the exception of Deadpool for five years. So we're talking 2025 could be the first outing for an X-Men movie. Fine. You get your right. You dick. It's a goddamn blaster. Told you. Fuck you. I know shit. I just want it known at the half hour mark of this episode, Dan Roberts was right. God damn it. 
you were you were listening to me rant about Deadpool and you were trying to prove me wrong on fucking Netflix. Shame <laughs> on you, you fucking. I shouldn't have zoomed into the TV for crying out fuck loud. Fuck you, you douche. I'm going pee just for for that. Oh Jesus! So I'm gonna rant about fucking X Men then while you go piddle. So Kevin Feige has announced that they're not gonna do an X Men movie until 2025. My thoughts on this. Okay. Thank I'm, God. I'm going to expand on this. Here is my thoughts, and you can chime in after. Good. And there's a reason I say fucking good. It is because X-Men in its in its entirety, let's go to the very first one that was released in fucking 2000, all the way up to Dark Phoenix, which is being released this year. That'd be terrible. If you look... Goddamn shit show already. If you look... <laughs> This is the audio it's, commentary. I am not joking. I mean, we've already done this movie, people. If we've already done this movie, why are we doing the same movie again if, with the younger cast? If you look at the X-Men movies, okay, and there have been a fuck ton of them, there are only five really good X-Men movies. There's X-Men 1. There's X-Men 2. There is Logan. There's Days of Future Past. And there's fucking Deadpool. Those are your top five. I know that there's going to be people being like, well, how the fuck are you going to put X, you know, X-Men Days of Future Past ahead of X-Men First Class? Because X-Men Days of Future Past combined both That's... universes together in order well, to... Which was great, which was great, but I did not like the Sentinels. And, and I've been very vocal about that to you before. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't like Days of Future Past Sentinels. I don't like the fact that they have the powers to transform I, okay let them tickle you but as far as stories go you have to give it to that movie for having a phenomenal story that in one file swoop fixed all of the continuity errors that were from the previous trilogy the x-men origins abortion movie and the fucking new universe that they were starting to create before they fucked it up. But I don't, I don't think they fixed anything. It created more issues. How did they... I.e. Sentinels that now have Mystique's powers. Okay, that was only in that altered universe. I'm talking about the epilogue where Logan woke up and was in bed at the mansion. And it's like all of the X-Men that died in yeah. X3 are alive. And, and had no bone claws? Dude, well, remember? Because he's like... What did I miss? And he fills him in on the backstory. So clearly, everything after the uh, him getting picked out of the river happens because that's Apocalypse and that's this Dark Phoenix movie. So the, the, he still gets the fucking liquid dip, you know, the adamantium dip. But like, as far as I'm concerned, with the the waiting until 2025 to do anything X Men related. Okay, we have another Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn at the helm that we have at least two years from now, okay? You have a new Spider-Man movie. You have a, a Doctor Strange film that's going to be coming out. You know they're going to figure, figure a way to sell people on an Avengers team that's not going to have Iron Man, Captain America, or Thor. Exactly. So Phase 4 is going to consist of, here we go, Captain Marvel, because they're going to have to explain where she was in space. And, you know, they kind of released a little snippet where she looked up and was like, you know, uh, the rest, there's a lot of of galaxies out there and they didn't have you. So it's like, okay, that was her nice way of saying, go fuck yourself, Rhodey. But you have Captain Marvel, Dr. Stephen Strange, 
Spider-Man. You have Black Panther. Uh, there's talks of you know the new Guardians movie, which is going to be the last one where Adam Warlock is going to get introduced. Okay. Now here's 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 my thing. Go, go ahead. I know we I know we we discussed this in depth numerous times. Again, everyone says how Disney, I how Marvel puts these movies together phenomenally and yada 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 blah blah blah. Ready? Are you ready? I'm I'm waiting. How how old is which McCall that plays Captain Marvel? Uh, she's twenty six. She's twenty six. Twenty six. So let's just figure she'll be 36 by the time they really probably finish phase four. Um, okay, so each phase roughly takes three and a half to four years. So okay. in my guesstimation, she will be almost 30. Um, so by the time you get into the X-Men phase of everything, then I think I know where you're going with this. Yes, Rogue could probably take her powers. <laughs> Yeah, but even even there, I mean, I'm not even just saying. Oh, that. she's twenty. But, she's twenty nine years old. I I stand corrected. She's, she's twenty. 29. So she's twenty nine. Yep. And we're going on. So she's pushing. Probably by the time they really hit another, another Avengers movie, in probably close to forty. No, no, no. Because they've in ten years they've done four Avengers films. So if you if you look at it, but you gotta assemble a brand new team. You don't really like, have to assemble a brand new team because you're assuming that after this film, okay, this is just an assumption because we don't know shit. Neither one of us knows any of the spoilers that are starting to circulate online. You already have a pretty good fucking solid team set up because Chris Hemsworth has already said he'll come back as Thor. Chris Evans has Chris Evans has said. I'm not gone from Captain America if it works. Okay? So you already... And we don't know what Robert Downey Jr. is going to do. He could be a godfather and just show up as cameos every now and then. But he said he doesn't want to do another Iron Man movie. Correct. Okay, so you, I think you could have Avengers East and Avengers West. I think he's going to show up in Spider-Man. Well, of course, I'm hoping he shows up in Spider-Man, but of of the new movies that they have put out in Phase 3, you have Ant-Man, Wasp, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. Okay, so there's six characters right there. Now, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, oh, and Scarlett Johansson st- signed up for a fucking um, two seconds, three, two. She signed up for a Black Widow movie. And Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is going to be in a Disney Plus show. It's Hulk and She-Hulk as a team. Yeah. So they're going to continue on with all of this stuff through Disney Plus and whatnot. They don't need to introduce the X-Men right now. You already have a full plate in Phase 4. I would love to see Phase 5 be the introduction of the X-Men. So so off topic real quick. I, I turn on wrestling. Right. SmackDown. Yep. And looks like the honorary member of the New Day. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Oh, Jesus. He is he is currently thrusting, swiveling, and, and being himself in well, front of the crowd. <laughs> it's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, we lose Luke Harper, but we gain New Day Kevin Owens. God damn wrestling. So what do you think about a five-year hiatus in order to come up with the perfect I'm actors? I'm calling him Big O. 
What do you what do you think? You know, fucking I honestly am all about giving them five years to find a new Wolverine. I'm good with that. And the reason I'm good with that is because I think you are gonna need five years to find a new Wolverine. Because Hugh Jackman was 30 when he took on the role. Yeah. Okay. So he's the same age now that Brie Larson was. Yo, actually, he, he was a year older than Brie Larson is now. So she was, what, 28? So he was, you know, 29 when he started the path of being Wolverine. Yes. Our Wolverine, our next-gen Wolverine, maybe some 24-year-old actor on Broadway that we don't fucking know about that is going to get Which... a movie role. That is going to get him fucking notarized by Kevin Feige to be like, yo, that's our Wolverine. Or or I could try and convince Kevin Feige to let me be Wolverine. <sighs> you're too Irish. You're too Irish. You're not Bro, Canadian. I'm getting in great shape in the gym. <laughs> you're too getting Irish. Thin. That's so racist. Okay, so Disney, Disney gave us a lot of gifts. Disney has given us so much in the last, like, week and a half to two weeks. You know... One thing that I can say for what they're doing this year is I got so, a DC movie too that I watched. I need to see Shazam. I won't lie. I need to see. Not Captain even Marvel. just that. The new animated movie that's coming out too. Oh, oh, the the Justice League. Yes. Um, yep. In fact, give Ben Baylor to SmackDown. I just cried a little inside. He's no longer on. Oh, well, that means he could be WWE champion this year. Yeah. yeah. As you can tell, we have come to the end of this episode when we start doing SmackDown reviews while watching. Well, we start watching SmackDown. So, I mean, it's 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 a, one of the biggest weekends of the weeks of the. I mean, after WrestleMania, I, mean, I know WrestleMania that... weekend, and now this week it's. It's a superstar shakeup, people. I know. And you know the saddest part about it is, is Sasha's watching it from home. So, Evan, where can we find you on social media? Evan McLeod1 on Twitter. Evan McLeod99 on Instagram. But we don't have to finish chatting because now we're on commercial break here. So, there, no, there's the Justice League and the Fearsome Five or whatever it's called. It's yeah, called. I have to pick that up this week. Um, yes, I already watched it. My girl picked I, me up the uh, Alex Ross cover of Glass today. Did you? Did you? Uh, also, speaking of comic books, have you picked up cult, the Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage? Not yet. Uh, my comic book shop currently sucks, and they're still trying to work out all of their um, ordering so are, issues. Are they staying open? They're open. It's just the way that things are going is, is they're still trying to get. Um, all right, so the. As far as I, I understand, the person that bought the comic book shop um, is using his stuff. Like, his shop, their overflow is going to this place until they can get um, their subscription through Diamond going in order to get all the comic books. It's, okay. Like, New Comic Day is very bare shelf there. It's not what it used to be. But that is what it is. So... Have you seen Hellboy? Uh, no, that's on the list as well. Uh, dude, it's, it's like this upcoming weekend, I'm going to try and see quite a few movies. Uh, Shazam being at the top of the list because... I have I have IMAX tickets Ooh. for you if, you if you like one. Yeah, well, I don't have an IMAX around me. I have uh, Bowtie Cinema. 
bow tie. Yes, Send us tickets. So I have a collector's IMAX Hellboy tickets sitting oh, on my nightstand. Nice. You got. See if if you do see it, you're gonna have to tell me if Ron Perlman was better because I somehow think Ron Perlman was better. So but, I have gotten reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it is Ron Perlman at the end of the day, but. This one gives you more information and, and is very funny. And is a rated R movie. Which was the big knock on Hellboy in 2004 was why wasn't it rated R? And the unfortunate part is, is that at that time, rated R movies, uh, rated R superhero movies weren't a thing. I think we had The Punisher in 2004 that was rated R. And it was number two at the box office because it went up against Kill Bill Volume 2. Yep. I mean, you, you knew you were going to lose. To Kill yep. Bill Volume 2. Anytime you go up against a Quentin Tarantino movie, you're going to fucking lose. I hate to say it. Yep. So, all right. Um, I am at the Sergeant Fury on Twitter and on the Instagram and at FOF Podcast on Facebook. And as always, you can get this fine-ass podcast wherever you get your fine-ass podcast. And like we do at the end of every episode, I'm going to give 30 seconds over to Bail Batman. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Batman. Rachel, where are they? I did not like that man in Lion King. Lion King is my favorite movie ever. And I tell you, Batman does not like. But remember... B is for bats. Man. <laughs> Stay furious, ladies and gentlemen. Sergeant Fury out. Later!